The nightmare continues in Oakland as the Braves get walked off by the Oakland Athletics and drop this series. They waste a great start from Bryce Elder because the offense suddenly can't figure out how to score runs. We'll talk about that. And also A.J. smith Shaver getting called up to the big leagues. All that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shorts.ball. Also, check out my written work on the Braves over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. If you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Really do appreciate all the new subscribers there as the numbers keep growing. If you're watching there, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. And thanks to all the support that you give me. And thanks to all my everydayers out there. Thanks for letting me know down in the comments section. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, I'm recording this right after the game on Tuesday night, which is one of the worst games I think I've witnessed so far this season. But we're going to talk about it. There were some good things in there, at least on the pitching side. And then we're going to discuss A.J. smith Shaver and him getting called up and what that means for this Braves team and the desperation for the bullpen. And we saw a little bit of that on Tuesday night as well. So we'll talk about all of that. Let's start with the good from Tuesday night. And that is Bryce Elder, who just continues to dominate on the mound. Seven and a third. First time he's worked into the eighth inning this year. Five hits, did walk three batters, just one earned run allowed, five strikeouts, 95 pitches. 10 ground outs to just two fly outs, so continues to get that weak contact. I talked about the fact that I was worried with pairing him up behind Michael Soroka, both similar type of pitchers, ground ball type pitchers, if that would have any effect. Not so far. This is the Oakland Athletics lineup, so you got to keep that in mind. But another just outstanding outing by Bryce Elder. Got two big double plays in this one. 84.2 mile per hour average exit velocity against him, so a lot of Weak contact, did give up eight hard-hit balls, but none of them had a launch angle higher than nine degrees, which means everybody was getting on top of the ball and getting a lot of hard hits but into the ground, which has also been a problem for the Braves here in this one as well. Really just stuck with the sinker slider in this one, primarily just used those two pitches to get through this Oakland lineup. He did throw eight changeups, got three swings against it all were swings and misses. So when he did mix in the changeup and the four-seam fastball, they were really effective. But he mainly just stuck with that sinker-slider combination. He now has a 1.92 ERA on the year. That is the lowest in all of Major League Baseball. Again, Bryce Elder has the lowest ERA among qualified starters in all of Major League Baseball. We're talking about 11 starts now, 65 and two-thirds innings, a third of the way through the season. And Bryce Elder leads Major League Baseball with a 1.92 ERA. I don't know what to say about the guy anymore. 
I promised somebody last time that I wasn't going to bring up StatCast data with Bryce Elder, and I'm not, even though maybe I just kind of did. But the guy just gets it done. And again, this is the Oakland Athletics lineup. I get that, but he's gotten it done all season. He continues to work deep into a game, which he's done again in every start this year. And he's keeping runs off the board. He's getting weak contact. He's getting ground balls. So, I mean, I don't know where this Braves team would be without him. They wasted this start tonight, but he has just been fantastic for the Braves all year long. Uh, now, moving to the bad part. Everything else was pretty much bad except for Kevin Pillar. And I talked about the left field situation on Tuesday's podcast, some of the best options there. And I mentioned in that podcast that Kevin Pillar has to start against lefties every game. That's just a no-brainer. And he did on Tuesday, and it paid off. He scored the only run of the game for the Braves with his solo home run. He also had a double. He had half of the Braves' hits on Tuesday night as well. Kevin Pillar has been just amazing for the Braves this season. And I know he hits much better against lefties, and that's where he needs to stay. But you just wonder, do you give him an everyday opportunity and see if he can give you anything against righties and play good defense in left field? I don't know. I don't know if we're quite to that point yet. I feel still feel like Rosario is going to get the majority of the at-bats there against right-handed, hit, right-handed pitchers. But uh, what Kevin Pilar has done this year has been amazing as well, along with what you've gotten from Bryce Elder. Where is the offense? That's what everybody's asking right now. And, look, I'm frustrated with it. I you know, made some excuses yesterday because of the late travel. No excuses for what we saw here on Tuesday night. Now, I will say one caveat here. There was a lot of hard-hit balls, 11 hard-hit balls by the Braves in this game. That's almost double what they had in Monday night's game, and only three of those hard-hit balls went for hits. Now, a lot of them were ground balls. There was a couple of lineouts in there as well, but everything they hit, it seemed like it went right to a fielder for Oakland, so really frustrating there as well. But either way, three runs in 18 innings against the Oakland Athletics, two of those runs coming on solo home runs, you got to find ways to score more offense than that. And talked about yesterday's game in the first inning, felt like they gave away an opportunity to put up a crooked number. They did score one, but then had runners on the corners with one out and didn't get anything else. Then in Tuesday's game, Acuna leads off the game with a walk, the only walk the Braves took in this game. Gets picked off. You know, it is what it is. You knew he was going to go at some time. I'm, you know, I'm talking about the fact they need to find a way to manufacture runs, so you want him running you want him stealing bases but he gets picked off there and then Matt Olson gets a hit and you you know never know if things are going to play out the same way but assuming they do you could have had first and third with nobody out and then even if Riley still hits into his 11th double play of the year the Braves likely are on the board score run maybe they win this game it plays out a little differently but really just no no real opportunities after that other than Pilar hitting the home run and getting a double. There just weren't a lot of opportunities for the Braves in this game. Michael Harris did have a hit, but honestly, I hated the at-bats from him tonight. It was more of the same of what we've seen from him when he's not going well, pulling those outside pitches to the right side. So I thought this was a step back for Michael Harris in this game, despite getting one of the Braves four hits in this one. So just a bad night offensively. Again, a little bit of tough luck with the hard hit balls. Usually you hit 11 hard hit balls. You're going to get at least, you know, five five or six hits out of that. The Braves got 
three. So that wasn't great, but still you got to find ways to score runs. And they didn't strike out a lot. Only struck out five times. It's just the batted ball luck was not great in this one. And I know I sound like I'm still making an excuse for the offense, but you know that's just the way that it was on this night. Again, I'm making another excuse here. I don't know if the cold weather has something to do with it. I don't know. Either way, it's bad, and somebody's got to step up, and somebody's got to to break out of this and put some runs on the board. This is just embarrassing what is happening in Oakland right now. Three runs in 18 innings against the worst team in baseball, a team that's getting ready to be uprooted and taken to another city. It's just that bad, and the Braves have scored three runs in 18 innings. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I can say. I'm as frustrated as you are. I don't want to just cut everybody because these are all really good players, which is why it's so frustrating that they're not producing. And then the defense, not great in this one either. You saw really some of the deficiencies in this Braves defense and why these guys rate so low on the defensive metrics. The limited range from Arcia and Riley on the left side of the infield really showed up in this game. In a, in a one-run, low-scoring game, it really showed up in this one. A ball hit up the middle. It was hit 99.5 miles per hour, so pretty hard hit. But when it, off the bat, I thought, okay, RC is probably playing close to double play depth. He can get to this, maybe turn an easy double play, maybe at least get one out. He couldn't get to it, and he has no range, no speed. He can't get to that ball. He couldn't even get a diving attempt to keep it on the infield and maybe get an out somewhere. I just a lack of range there from Arcia. And then Riley as well, the ball hit by Ruiz that scored the run to tie the game. That's a, a weak hit ball to the left side, 89.4 miles per hour with a negative 11 launch angle. And Riley can't get over there to cut off that ball to at least get an out at second base. That's where you're seeing the limited range and the defensive deficiencies for this Braves defense, particularly on the left side of the infield and Ozzie Albies. And Matt Olson don't have particularly great range over there on the right side either. So with the shift going away, I think that's really hurt this Braves infield defense. You're seeing that lack of range over there, and it really hurt him in this one. And then Riley bobbles the last play of the game, what should have been an easy out at home plate to continue the game. He bobbles it, just misses getting the runner at home, and the A's walk it off. And part of that was as well, last thing to talk about here, Iglesias, rare command issues. The velocity was down two and a half miles per hour on the sinker. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's the five days off and he was just rusty, but he clearly did not have it in this one. And it really hurt the Braves here. The first time in a Braves uniform, he's walked multiple batters in an inning. I was a little surprised. And I was thinking this before the inning even started. I thought you would go to Nick Anderson here and save your closer for a save situation. It might not have mattered because I don't, you know, whenever Iglesias came out, it just seemed like he wasn't going to have it tonight. But I was a little surprised Snicker didn't go to Nick Anderson there in the ninth inning and you save your closer for a save situation. But either way, you know, Iglesias is supposed to be your best reliever. We can't have him now dropping two and a half miles per hour on his velocity and losing command. That can't happen. He's got to be your best closer or your best reliever. He was not on this night. And the Braves lost as a result of it because of all the walks and then the defensive error by Austin Riley. So not a great night in Oakland. Not a great two nights in Oakland. We'll see if the Braves can bounce back and salvage a game against the Athletics on Wednesday afternoon. Before we talk about that, though, there was, I think, some positive news, at least some shocking news, and the fact that the Braves called up A.J. smith Shaver to the big leagues on Tuesday 
We'll talk about that here next. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Great promotions every day over there at FanDuel. It's a safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Also, go to FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. Again, one more time, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. The Braves play the A's again on Wednesday, this time at 3.37 p.m. So, oh goody, we get an afternoon game as the Braves try to avoid the sweep. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. No, the Braves aren't playing well, but I'm trying to give you some great coverage here of Locked On Braves. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. on If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button there as well or subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. Got some good content coming out for you this week. We'll have our Through the League segment on Thursday and then our mailbag episode on Friday. So get those questions ready. I know they're, they're hot. Some hot takes out there right now. Get those ready for Friday's mailbag podcast. But on our stat of the day Wednesday, the stat I want to give you is 110 innings pitched. That's how many innings A.J. smith Shaver has pitched professionally before getting his call up to the big leagues. What an ascension it has been for A.J. Smith-Shaver, who does get called up on Tuesday. Lucas Litke, as we kind of talked about yesterday, and you know, kind of seemed like the writing on the wall there. He gets designated for assignment. Unfortunately, just did not work out for the Braves. But they call up 20-year-old A.J. Smith-Shaver. Now, you've listened to this podcast. You've listened to my Miners Monday episodes. You listened to my top 10 prospect rankings in the offseason where I had A.J. Smith-Shaver ranked number one. You know how highly I think of this guy, and I'm excited to see him up. I'm shocked to see him up. But we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. But 687 days since being drafted out of high school, A.J. Smith-Shawver is in the big leagues. Spencer Strider only spent one year in the minors and only threw 94 innings, so actually threw less innings than A.J. Smith-Shawver. But you have to remember that Spencer Strider didn't pitch in 2020 after being drafted because of the COVID year, and he was two years older than A.J. Smith-Shawver when Strider got called up. Plus, he had 63 innings at the college level at a big-time university like Clemson. Sometimes you see college guys who will get pushed up quickly. Maybe some even you know go straight to the big leagues in that first year after getting drafted, but not high school arms and not somebody with the lack of experience on the mound like A.J. Smith-Shaver. He didn't start pitching full-time until his senior year of high school in 2020. What a fantastic find by the Atlanta Braves scouting department going out and finding this guy didn't have a lot of experience took him in the seventh round in the 2021 MLB draft and now here he is getting ready to perform at the big league level thought it was funny on the broadcast Tuesday night a couple of funny things happened in the game to keep us smiling and what was otherwise just as I said at the top a nightmarish uh, outing in Oakland 
First one was Brian Snickers jacket. I don't know who designed that or why they gave him a trench coat looking jacket, but that's got to be fixed. That's absolutely terrible. And then Jesse Chavez sitting next to AJ Smith Shaver in the bullpen. Jesse Chavez born in 1983. I originally wrote 1883 and thought that looked right with Jesse Chavez, but 1983. And then AJ Smith Shaver born in 2002, almost 20 years. <laughs> difference between those two guys pretty incredible uh, right there thought that was pretty funny now looking at the stats for AJ Smith Shawer I'm going to go through these level by level here so bear with me in 2021 after being drafted he made four starts at the FCL level eight and a third innings pitch four hits 10 walks in eight and a third innings two home runs eight earned runs but 16 strikeouts so even then you saw the big strikeout stuff but clearly still very raw talent struggling with the command, issuing those issuing those 10 walks. Last year, he spent all year at single A, 17 games started, just 68 and two-thirds innings, only 54 hits allowed, 39 walks, so still about a, a walk per nine of five, four home runs, 39 earned runs, uh, 5.64 ERA, 1.354 whip, 5.1, as I mentioned, walks per nine, but a 13.5 K per nine. So you're still seeing the big strikeouts, but still struggling with the command a little bit, and those walks are high. Uh, 2023, started the year at high eight, started three games, 14 innings, six hits, four walks, no earned, 23 strikeouts. Big strikeout numbers. This is a, a common theme for A.J. smith Shaver. you're going to see. Moved him up to double-A, made two starts, seven innings, five hits, three walks, no earned, nine strikeouts. One of his starts got cut short by rain, so laying through two pitches or two innings in one of those starts. And then AAA, two starts, 12 innings, eight hits, five walks, one earned, four earned, or one home run, four earned runs, 13 strikeouts. For total at the minor league level for A.J. smith Shaver, 28 games started, 110 innings, just 77 hits allowed, 61 walks, that is a lot, seven home runs, 51 earned runs, 164 strikeouts, a 4.17 ERA, a 1.26 whip, a walk per nine of five, and a K per nine of 13.4. Now that walk per nine is high. You look at this year, it's been 3.3. Walk per nine really started to show better control. Hopefully that continues at the big league level. Sometimes you see young kids come up, and that walk per nine shoots up dramatically just because of the eye of major league hitters and maybe being a little bit overwhelmed. Hopefully that's not the case for A.J. smith Shaver, but you see the potential with the big strikeout stuff that he has, a K per nine over 13 and you look at his stuff a fastball that averages 95 miles per hour can touch 97 maybe that plays up a little bit in shorter outings has a plus slider with some big down and away movement also has a good off-speed pitch as well with some good drop that he hasn't had to use a lot at the minor league level but it's mainly going to be that fastball slider combination that he's going to use snicker said they will use him like they did Strider at the beginning of last year, out of the bullpen, look for opportunities to get him multiple innings, and I think that's great. You knew, you know, they've been very cautious with him and his inning limits anyway, you know, with not becoming a full-time pitcher until his senior season. So this is a senior year of high school. So this is a way to get him some big league experience, you know, cap his innings a little bit as well, and just see what he can do. I mean, long-term, it's still – you're looking at him being a starter, and Snicker said, you know, he could even get an opportunity to start at some point this year as well. But right now, using him as a reliever, hopefully, you know, we see him in two inning, three inning, even 
type stints. Just really excited to see him. Now, I want to talk about the other side of this. Is this desperation by the Braves front office to go to a kid like this with very little experience pitching in general, not just at the professional level, but at the amateur level as well? There is an obvious need in the bullpen for this Braves team. We've talked about it, and there's really not much you can do. You know, tr- you're not going to see a lot of big trades happen until you get closer to the deadline. You could bring in some other arms for the bullpen right now, but it's you know really not going to be anything better, at least on paper, than what the Braves have. The only thing you can really do right now is look internally. And I think if you look internally, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, A.J. Smith-Shawver right now I think has stuff to get big league hitters out. And you never know how long that's going to last. Certainly don't hope this happens, but pitchers are bound to get injured at some point. Why waste those bullets at the minor league level if you feel like he can get out major league hitters right now? But this does feel a little desperate for me for a team who is trying to win now, trying to win a championship, has major holes in the bullpen at the big league level, Not much you can do externally, so you're looking internally. Who's your best arm at the minor league level? It's A.J. Smith-Shawver. So the Braves go ahead and bring him up. And I do love this aggressiveness by the Braves front office. This is an in-win-now mode. This team is built to win. They're not going to sit around and play service time games with these guys. They're going to bring them up. You saw it with Strider last year. You saw it with Michael Harris. You saw it with Vaughn Grissom. If there is somebody in the minor league level, they think can help this team win now, they are going to bring them up. And would they be doing this if you know they were in a rebuild? Absolutely not. It would make no sense. But this team is in win-now mode. You're not going to mess around. If there are players down there who can help you win, don't wait. Again, don't waste those bullets. Don't waste those at-bats at the minor league level if these players can help your major league roster right now. So I love that aggressiveness by this front office. We'll see if it pays off. I said on this week's Miners Monday, about a 70% chance that I thought A.J. Smith-Shawver would pitch this year at the big league level. I thought it would be out of the bullpen. It looks like it's going to be. I never would have thought it would come before the All-Star break or even August. I just, I, I, This is shocking to me that they're calling him up, but I'm so excited to see him pitch. Can't wait to see what he can do. Hopefully he can breathe some life into that bullpen and become a big part of it because the Braves need it. That is for sure. What the Braves also need is a win on Wednesday. You cannot go into Oakland and get swept. The offense has to get going. We'll talk about that here next. The Braves dropped the first two games in Oakland, scored three runs. It is as bad as it has been all season. This is highly embarrassing. Got to find a way to win on Wednesday, and it'll be Jared Schuster on the mound versus James Capreland, and Schuster's been good, and you want to just see him keep it going. He's allowed just seven hits in three May starts. You've seen some good performances on the mound from the Braves pitchers in this uh, series already from Soroka and then from Elder. Want to see Schuster continue that. Need Schuster to continue that. He's looked really good, as I said, over his last three starts. As for Capriland, an 0-5 this year, an 845 ERA, a 188 whip. He has been better in May, 424 ERA, a 1.14 whip in three starts, going at least five innings in each starts. He walks a good bit of batters. I don't care. I, I don't care. The offense has to score here. I, I just 
it's another bad pitcher against a bad team. This is on the offense. I don't care if they have to win this game 20 to 18. The offense has to go out there and put up a big number. I, I don't I don't care what Schuster does. I don't care what the pitching staff does. I need to see the offense go out there and hit like they're capable. It has just been embarrassing and hard to watch in these first two games. I need to see them put up a big number. I don't care if it's a day game. I don't care if this guy is pitching better. Go out and put up a big number. Help out your pitching. Help out this team. Go out there and hit like you are capable of. It has just been a complete embarrassment in these first two games, and this offense cannot score more than three runs with how much talent is in this lineup. So need to see them get going on Wednesday and salvage a game against the A's. Never thought I'd be saying that this season, but here we are. The Braves will play the A's again on Wednesday at 3.37 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Jared Schuster versus James James Caprillian. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked on Braves. Thank you so much for listening after a tough game in Oakland. Make sure you follow the podcast on uh, on YouTube, subscribe there, hit the thumbs up button, follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 